Ready to launch a new career or not sure what to do after graduation? Rumpke is hiring for CDL driving trainees. We pay you to get your CDL license while working for us. Driver trainees receive $18 an hour, great benefits, and Rumpke will pay your CDL costs. Once you're a CDL driver, you can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in your first year. Apply today and launch a lucrative career at Rumpke. Apply now at RumpkeCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. From coast to coast, border to border, and around the world, you're going online with Bill Alexander. Laugh and learn while you listen to a brilliant display of radio. Online Online. with Bill Alexander. Bill Alexander. Good day, everyone. Yours truly, William Eric Alexander. All my friends call me Bill, and you're online with Bill Alexander here on our flagship station, WMCK.FM out of McKeesport, Pennsylvania. We're also on Mixtape Radio International, MTRI.co.uk, Awakens.eu, Steel FM at SteelFM.org, 91.1 FM, 99.1 FM, Radio Rehoboth, Rehoboth, Delaware, RadioRehoboth.com, Orca Radiant, OrcaRadio.CoffeeCup.com out of Owensburg, Kentucky. Parkway 106 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And, of course, we're streaming online at italknet.com. Hope everything's going fine for you on this uh, Labor Day. is the night uh, we are broadcasting live and recording this program around the world and around the corner here from high atop High Street in Brownsville, Pennsylvania. And on the phone line tonight, we have a guest. We're going to be talking about cybercrime during a pandemic. And on the phone line right now, we have Chris... The Joya, Chris, how are you doing this evening? I am doing just dandy. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Glad you could join us this evening, especially on Labor Day. Now, on your website, it says that you are the female version of Tony Stark. Can you explain that to me? Well, do you know anything about comics? Yes. Well, if you knew anything about Tony Stark, you would know that he is um, not just a superhero, but he is also a brilliant, Uh brilliant man. And in 2016, I invented an algorithm that actually made um, anonymity is no longer, you have to excuse me, the allergies are getting me Uh down here, Um, but um, that deciphers who the person is behind the computer screen, behind the email, behind the text, behind the messages on social media. And had it passed through, I had to go through Senate, have it passed, like the algorithm, everything. And whenever I created it, I'm also a member of the press. And I'm not going to lie, I abuse that press pass all the time just for <laughs> comic cons. Right. And um, met Robert Downey Jr. at one of Marvel's, and he actually tweeted back then, um, have to give Chris Joy a prop. She is the female version of Tony Stark. <laughs> so kind of took it and ran with it. So Probably do, the only person that's actually branded themselves as that. So do you, but, have, do you have the Iron Man costume too, or Iron Woman costume too? I'm actually always Black Widow for oh, Okay. Oh, but... <laughs> Yeah, I, they don't make they don't make them really sexy for women. So well, I've seen a couple of your photographs on your Facebook page, and I understand what you're talking about because it says that you're a model, a social media specialist, a digital advertiser, and an entrepreneur. And I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. Uh, <laughs> I, trust me, I know what that's like, unfortunately. But um, when I when I got a hold of you, we were talking. And I want to talk to you about cyber stalking and cyber security during a pandemic, because we have a lot more people that are home. We have a lot more people on the Internet. We have kids now that are doing distance learning, even in their own public schools. They're doing it online. And how do we keep these people safe in this situation? Because now all these portals are being open. We've heard where Zoom has been um it crashed uh, uh, multiple times. We also heard where Zoom was being hacked multiple times Even early in this summer. Cases. Yep. Even in legal cases, most family courts are being held during Zoom, and they've been hacked also. So how do you, how do you deal with something like that? 
Well, first I want to back up and ask you if it caught your attention that I was a female version of Tony Stark to be on your show, or <laughs> no. I, I need to know because <laughs> just for my own personal branding, if that was a brilliant move. Well, I think it was a really good move because I found whenever uh, something came up on Facebook in July about something you posted, and I. Before I contact anybody as a guest, I always do a little bit of research, like checking their website and everything else. And when I saw the Tony Stark comment, I'm going, oh, this has to be interesting. So that's when I reached out to you. Okay, just had to make sure. Yeah, so you're good. Um, but um, now, with whenever the pandemic first started, um, my nonprofit started getting... I mean, we were booked left and right. Okay. And it was mostly teenagers that just are bored on social media and doing what they're going to do. And, but we also have to take into account last year alone, well, the past two years alone, um, there was almost close to a million suicides on with teenagers right. worldwide with due to cyberbullying. And I've been, I've had to testify in federal court more times than I wish I could actually say. Mm -hmm. Let's put it that way, because like as a like an expert, test give my expert advice testimony, um, in in cyberbullying cases, and the old saying is rare: words hurt more than you know sticks and stones. Right. And during this pandemic, with the, these kids having nothing else to do or people in general and they're stuck at home, they have decided to bring out true colors to something I've never seen. I've, I've never seen it this bad before. Now, do you think some of that has to do with the way culture is now that we're noticing that there's no filter on the way people talk and the way people react that they are, they feel that the the uh, the guard is down, so I can say whatever I want because we're seeing it from other adults and other professionals and political leaders. I would hope not, because this isn't something new. But I would have to say yes. Okay. Like it shouldn't have taken this for people to realize it's real. Mm -hmm. It's been happening. And it's going to continue to happen until someone does something about it. Now, I'm only one person. Right. I can only do so much. I can only help so many people. But and, it's not It's not going to be me. I don't, and I don't do political rims right. whatsoever. Okay. I just be totally honest. I don't. So a lot of the stuff that you're you're dealing with, from what I'm hearing from you, is you're always doing... And, and unfortunately, we are a reactionary society. The situations happen, we react to it, how do we fix it? And unfortunately, is there a way to fix it before it happens? If you, with cyberbullying? Yes. Uh -huh, unless you just want to be completely off the grid. <laughs> okay. I, I don't think so. Not at this moment in time. If you would have asked me last year... I would have been like, put, make sure that, you know, that not everyone gets deserve to get to see every single moment of your life. Right. They don't. I will, I'll be the first person to say that not everyone sees my best moments on social media and they definitely aren't going to see my worst. Right. So put your privacy settings down, like put it to, you know, even all, all your posts, you can make sure that they go to friends or, you know what I mean? Yes. Because not everyone deserves to know what's going on in your life. They right. just don't. And especially coming from an influencer with a lot of followers like myself, now, like, I make sure my audience is engaged, this and that, but I, I would never put myself out there to where I would be in a situation to where it's happening. But then again, you can't stop it. If someone is going to go to the lengths of what they're doing, to cyber bully someone, they can make a million different fake accounts. They right. can make a million. There's no way to stop them from doing it. And you can flag it. You can do whatever you want. But until the social media sites, and I'm going to put it on them here on the radio right now, until they actually put it, like back up their words and actually start taking action, 
it's on it falls on them right at the end of the day it's always going to fall on them now i guess there was a i i saw the story this morning unfortunately i don't know the social influencer's name on tiktok that people were doing things and he wasn't saying a word he was just giving facial reactions and the people that were getting negative facial reactions were being bullied online and he came out and saying that that was not his intention, so on and so forth. Do you think some of the social influencers should take responsibility for what's happening? 100%. 100%. Because, again, at the end of the day, it also falls back on them. Right. And it also falls back on those sides. Now, the other thing that, that um, interests me, and I've been working in the media forever, um, mainly radio, is that how we are giving 13 to 20-somethings all this power as social influencers. And it's amazing to me that they have this much power in such a short period of time that they're able to dictate what goes on and what doesn't go on. And do you think that's that we're giving these kids all this notoriety? Do you think that's a good thing, or do you think that's what's causing the problem? But you're also asking the mother. Right. So okay. Well, that works then. I, I, I find that it's ludicrous that we live in a world that just because someone says, hey, you should buy this product or buy this service, right. then people are going to do it. Right. But, and But I actually am one of the, I don't know too many other influencers that have a clause like I do. I have, if if your product or service sucks, you're paying me. Not just for the review, giving me this free product that's worth, I don't even know how, like, I'm not going to say how much. Right. And you're also paying me on top of that. So, if, but if it sucks, I'm going to tell the world it sucks. I am, I'm real. Okay. And I'm not just doing it for the money. Like, and if people want to go based off, that's, people trust my reviews. Okay, but, but you're. But, so, and I'm getting to your question. Okay. So, with TikTok. It's, that's a whole new ball game for me. Like my son, who will be nine in October, um, was always watching these TikTok videos when it first came out. Right. And I was like, "What are you watching?" Uh huh. And then I started because I'm one of the um, I write for Quora too. Okay. And I was like, and I'm not. I'm I'm one of the ones that actually gets paid to answer the questions, not other way around. And People kept asking me about TikTok. I'm like, uh, I'll get back to you on that one. Monitoring <laughs> my kid right now. Uh-huh. But in the first when it first came out, it was it was pretty much PG. But it has gotten to the point where I'm like having to constantly monitor what he does. Okay. What he watches because in like it this is not okay. Like they're even like Peppa Pig because I have a two year old also. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a pep. That's not. Now, what is that? Son, if I got to delete TikTok from your phone one more time, no, it is not, it's not okay anymore. Right. It, it has went to an entirely different level just within, since I'd say March. It has went to an entirely different level. Is that because there's too many people with too much free time on their hands? Yes. And- yes. Now, otherwise, otherwise it would have not have went. I I do think it would have gotten to where it is, but in like two years. Okay. But not as fast as what it did. That's almost record breaking time. Now, you said for a new platform exactly right for, for especially for a new platform. Now you made the comment about your audience. What is the demographic of your audience? Mine is more because. I, I am a federal cyberstalking victim, and I put the name behind the crime. Whenever I first became stalked, um, it wasn't – no one knew what it was. Okay. And um, then at the end of the day in 2014, whenever it actually – I went public with the case, it was they had a name behind the crime. And they knew what it was. But it basically – I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> Um, Again, single mom, two boys. I'm tired. Not a problem. Uh, <laughs> um, what is your What is your audience and your demographic? Oh, sorry. So people started following me. I became a public influencer by default because okay. of that. 
because I came out and stepped out and did a Know It, Name It, Stop It tour. Like, Know It, Zach, like, it's real. Right. This is what it is. Know it, know how to stop it, and name it. Like, don't be ashamed of what's going on. So then I did, uh, I've done a TED Talk. I've done a, I've done a lot with it. And I started dying down uh, about a year ago. Okay. And then COVID hit. And I started dying down for a reason because I was like, I can't just keep doing this because right. it's, it's actually not help. Like, I'm just raising awareness. And the more awareness I raise, the more people think it's cool. Kind of like re- re- we, got, we could talk about revenge porn and how it's not like what really happens if you're going to do it. And it's just, it got to the point to where I felt like it wasn't helping anymore. At the beginning, it was. But then COVID hit, and it's just been a whirlwind on uh-huh. my end. Now, because, and, and if we look at TikTok and the way TikTok works, they're dealing with a much younger audience. Mm-hmm. And we've known exactly noted, a mother right here, and, yeah. and I have a 13 year old, so I'm I'm familiar with that, and she she looks at it too. And when we're dealing with an, a younger audience, we know that more things being exposed to them, and we also realize that when mom and dad and grandma and granddad get on that platform, the kids move on to something else. We've seen it with Facebook, That's we've seen it Twitter, the biggest thing. Yeah. we've seen it with everything else because we're always like three steps behind them. And well, I'd... you might be, but I'm not. <laughs> well, I hope not because that's what you do. But I was behind with TikTok. Like right. I was, I did not think it was going to get as big as what it was. I, I will admit, I was wrong with that one. Okay. But I also cannot predict the future and know that COVID was going to hit and it it become huge. Now, what other platforms out there do you see are going to be as big if we're still stuck in this pandemic situation? I've seen Instagram, but that's my favorite platform. And why is that? Because here's the thing with social media is that you always control. And a lot of people don't know this, but you and they they just don't realize it. You control what you want the world to see about you. Right. You usually put your best foot forward. Yeah. But a lot of people don't do that. They put their like lives like they put like. I've seen people talk about divorces and husbands cheat on them. And I'm going, what are you doing? Right. Why do you want the world? Because you don't have superpowers. Once it's out there, it's out there. Right. But with Instagram, it's, it's pictures and it's just hashtags and captions make or break them. But I've seen it go from the least favorite to probably at least my favorite, my my most favorite and any influencer I know from David, Michigan to I'm, I'm talking about like the highest ones. They Instagram is going to be their favorite hands down just because of the fact that it's, you can filter, you can make it no comments. You can oh, that's filter true. out. Yeah. You can filter out so much to where it cuts down that bullying. And especially if you have an engaged audience, um, good luck if you want to say something negative about that person because you're going to have a million followers following that person that's going to take up for you. Okay. You don't see that on any other platform. Oh, interesting. I wouldn't have realized that. You don't. You don't see that on any other platform. What do you feel about Snapchat? I hate Snapchat. I feel like that could... I feel I've seen relationships and divorces because of the fact that good luck subpoenaing any social media site one for discovery and stuff. But I've seen stuff being misconstrued because you can make the messages go away, you know, right. They kind of like you can on Facebook secret message messages. I mean, you can, but with Snapchat, I, I, I've, I've always felt it's been shady. And I'm not a fan of it. Okay. Like, it's with them coming out with that feature right off the rip to make the um, conversations go away. Yes. That's number one warning sign. Well, wasn't uh, Snapchat also being, um, because you mentioned the whole idea of revenge porn, it was happening on there first because they would be up and then they would disappear? 
Well, whenever Craig Britton, he is the the mastermind behind revenge porn. And whenever revenge porn started happening, and it wasn't because of what people think, him and he had a co-partner were actually just hacking into people's computers, remote desktop, and to steal their credit cards numbers. And uh, Craig Britton got greedy with what he was seeing and created. And he started sharing it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's caused mass confusion because these people really weren't doing it and wives the girlfriends i mean boyfriend everything got i mean lives were destroyed because of it and it was really just him just recording it and just posting it on the site right and then whenever it came out big then everyone especially now rob kardashian started doing it like everyone else thought, oh, okay, it's okay if we did. I actually wrote an article in my hometown where I grew up in Georgia where they, like, I accidentally un- uncovered a revenge warrant. But it falls under the Invasion of Privacy Act. So it goes back to Snapchat. With Snapchat, no, because it was not created at the same time okay. as revenge porn does that make sense yes it does if you actually go back and look at the timeline no it did not okay it did not go hand in hand so but and i don't they actually i know 100 percent. that's not why they okay. did the secret conversations they did it because it wasn't no other platform had it at the time okay and that makes that was it. one feature that made them different. So you were a cyber stalking survivor. What? How did that happen? And when did it happen? Um, it started in 2011. Or actually, sorry, December 2010, okay. early 2011. Um, I can't tell you how I didn't get the answer. I never got the answer um, to this day as to why me. But it, hap- it happened with, uh, it started with, I started getting text messages from my AT&T account to where it looked like I was sending them to myself. Okay. And it was beyond odd at the time. And me and my, my late husband, we were on our way to um, our home in Hawaii and I just turned my phone off, whatever. And by the time we landed, I had over 600 text messages that were all over the map. Wow. Like, I didn't know if it was like, it started off with, where's my daddy? And it was going ranging anywhere from a girl. You didn't know if it was a girl or a guy. It was just insane. So every time we would go there, it'd be like every summer. And so I turned my phone off for at least a month. And just said, I'm known actually for throwing my phone in bodies of water. So I can't believe I didn't do it that time. But um, when I turned it back on, oh my God, it was text messages from so many different accounts. Like it blew my mind. And then I started looking more into it because I couldn't read all those. And emails. And I'd been checking my email like, I had to for work, but this, my, I went into a Gmail account and that I hadn't looked at in a long time. And it was, there was over 10,000 emails Wow, from six different email accounts to be exact. And I looked into it and realized that they were being sent with a loopback server. Most people don't know what that is, much less how to implement it. It makes you anonymous. It, you cannot be traced. And I realized whatever was happening was real. It was, and it was happening to me. And went to, I filed a million police reports. No one really knew what to do. I mean, I was a senior VP at Google at that point, and it just, no one really knew what was going on. I didn't have any answers. I'm not perfect, but I don't. Right. I mean, I don't know anyone that would have went to the extremes that this person was going to because they were going. I mean, it was so off the map. So it was literally talking about my husband, talking about cases that he had because, again, he was an attorney, like talking like just like it was talking about my kid, my one year old at the time. Like it was just all over, like even you, my home address. So did they get access to, to all the information on your phone or did they actually do research on you? The man actually um, 
invented and it's to this day the only software where you can actually uh, get access to that person's phone with never actually having it in your possession for less than five minutes. Wow. And was selling at dark web for uh, 15 grand pop at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, no one knew that, but I'm talking about total complete access into that person's phone. And that was a, that was new. That was new to ev- to everyone. But then they found out that he entered, it was over 30-something police reports. I finally just got on LinkedIn, literally, just looking for help. And who am I connected with? TBI, FBI. And I just copied and pasted and sent the same message to, like, every single person I was connected with. And I got a call that same day from someone with the... TBI, Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, and he he believed me, and they filed with the county that I lived in to take over the case, and then it became political. Okay. Now, all of a sudden, they wanted it. Well, you don't have the technology, but nine months later, it came out that he had hacked my work phone. Wow. He had access to, let's just say, again, I worked at Google for 10 years. That no one else should have access to unless it's given to you. Right. So the, it turned my case federal. But it shouldn't have taken that. So were you ever fearful of your own personal safety or were you just... Yes. We, yes. They, he, um, he had gotten away with it for so long that he actually stepped out from behind the computer screen. And to where at one point... I had I was working at the New York office for a few weeks and came back home and my kid always traveled with me and it was around Christmas time and there's a Thomas the Train box like that you can actually ride like the roller coaster thing back yes. in the day yes and sitting on my front porch and I thought oh that was like my family members or something and whatever. And I take it inside. I'm like, this box is busted up. Like, and I couldn't find like a part for it. And then I realized, wait, there, this wasn't like UPS, like, like FedEx, like nothing. Like, so I went out in the yard looking for that part. And then when I turn around, I saw that, that behind that box was a CD of Jason Aldean and a six pack of Michelob Ultralight. Okay. So you've been stalking me for this long. Who has CD players anymore is what went through my head. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a Jason Aldean fan, one. And, and I don't drink Nickelodeon Ultra. Like, what is going on? And, like, so I called in, and I'm just like, what am I doing, calling in presents at this point? Uh-huh. Like, another example is that he had heard me talking about getting my son a dog whenever I was – because I turned in my two years notice for Google and I was leaving. And he, we come home one day and there's a $2,000 Yorkie sitting on my front porch. Wow. That I had to give away to the cable guy. Literally. Uh-huh. I did not, no. We, we have a big golden doodle. We wanted a big dog. Okay. Not, not that dog. Right. But, yeah, he, so they moved us that my name and my social was changed four different times. He avoided the feds. He was very good now, at what he did. Did you ever find out why he did it? No, I told you to this day. And has he has he been convicted? Yes, he will die in federal prison. Okay, that's what I wanted to know because I would still be worried if he wasn't him Mm-mm. still doing this. Nope, and I had never met him before in my entire life. Never, never even heard of his name. Till the day they arrested him. That just, that actually, it's very scary is what it is. That's why my case is so unique. And that's why it was one of the first ones. But, well, it was, I, I just came forward because I couldn't take it anymore. And because of who I was at Google. Right. Is the only reason. But still, it's, if it can happen to someone that you've never even met. And I wasn't even on social media. If you've been a renter, you know it's stressful to find the perfect place. But Zillow Rentals make it easy. 
they have filters for pretty much everything. So you can find a rental that's big enough for entertaining your friends, but small enough they won't crash all weekend. Find your sweet spot on ZillowRentals.com. If you've been a renter, you know it's stressful to find the perfect place. But Zillow Rentals make it easy. They have filters for pretty much everything. So you can find a rental that's big enough for entertaining your friends, but small enough they won't crash all weekend. Find your sweet spot on ZillowRentals.com. Right. Because I couldn't be because of my job. Of course, yes. But he had so many fake social media accounts out there for me. Like, if someone wants to make one for you, they're going to do it. Yes. You can't stop them. You cannot stop them from doing it. And that's, You cannot stop anyone from doing it. If they're going to do it, they're going to do it. And that's kind of a shame, too. Um, you're listening to Online with Bill Alexander, and we are on WMCK.FM, 107.5 FM, WLDJ, Mixtape Radio International, Awakens.EU, Steel FM, 91.99.1, Radio Rehoboth, Orca Radio, Owensburg, Kentucky, Parkway 106, Pittsburgh, and of course, streaming online at italknet.com. For some reason, I can't get Radio Rehoboth right, and I've been on there longest. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's interesting to look at your page because number six under random facts, Wikipedia, OMG, for all of you out there trying to make a Wikipedia page about me, just stop. I have no desire to have a Wikipedia page. Also, Wikipedia hates me, so let's not waste any oh, time with it. So, why do you they think people want to make a Wikipedia, a Wikipedia page about well, you? Well, I had one for years and didn't know about it. Okay. And so, I found it funny that there was one. So, I got on there thinking, oh, I can make it. Like, I, I like to think I'm a funny person. Right. And I'm like, so not nice in real life. Like, <laughs> editing it myself and then like that too much and so it just i was like well just delete it there's no point for me to have this it's stupid it never gets updated obviously i'm looking at the edit history on it i knew nothing about wikipedia so i just was like just delete it and it turns into like this war with them and i was like i'm not playing this game like do what you want i'm not doing it and a lot of people that I don't even know start making, like, trying to create Wikipedia accounts for me. And I'm like, and it, they were using even just my name or like, oh, my God, it was so stupid. Right. And I was just, and I get a thing from Wikipedia's, like, um, legal department that I'm banned from Wikipedia. I'm like, um okay <laughs> why what's going on what is why like I, I can i not use it to like look up stuff for like my son's homework like why they're like no you're banned from editing on wikipedia but i haven't edited anything other than that one time right that, that, apparently that wasn't funny like didn't know y'all were that uber serious about it. But well, what I think's interesting about Wikipedia because years ago when Wikipedia was new, someone made a Wikipedia page for me. So I went in and there was some dates that were wrong. I corrected them. Wikipedia found out it was me and the person can't edit their own Wikipedia page if information exactly, wrong. You can't. Yeah, you can't. And that makes no sense whatsoever. That's exactly what happened to me. Like, just, I wasn't changing the dates. I was changing the bio. <laughs> that just doesn't make any sense. Like, no, you can't. And you have to disclose if you are. Right. And that's, why would we know that? Why in the world would we know that? And if it's our, if it's about us, why would we know that you got, you have to disclose that? Right. And the best. Normal people don't know that. And the best Maybe part about it was, is years later, Mine was taken down because no one updated it or or made any corrections. So see how the double negative comes in. Yeah. I make corrections and like update mine and make something funny, and <laughs> I'm banned because there's like, and I have a sock. Pu- I have a whole farm of sock 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 puppets with quacking ducks, and I'm like, I don't even know what this means. This is this is so crazy. Like, thank you for giving me a farm. Can I have it in real life? Mm-hmm. Like, legit. Like, and this admin, this protecting admin, I've, she protects my name. 
like she if anything that relates to me like there was so much on wikipedia of course with cyber crimes that related back to my case that is very relevant for the world to know right and no anything that relates back to me she she automatically deletes so it is so stupid and I never really cared, but I just, like, y'all got way too much time on your hands over there. They bashed me on Twitter. They went after me. Like, these admins and these um, these editors on Wikipedia went after me on Twitter. Wow. Where I still have the screenshots to this day. Like, they bashed me on Twitter. So, I've also noticed that you said you have there are fake Instagram and fake profiles out there for you why yeah, do people there's, there, there's a lot of it uh, there's a fake twitter fake facebook facebook okay. fake. and i know we don't know this answer but i'm going to ask you since you work with um cyber crimes why do you think people set these up i mean what are, are they trying to hurt you are they trying to be funny are they trying to be annoying well, why i i lose my blue check a lot because i for one i find it the vanity check Yes. That's what I call it. For me, it's a vanity check. I don't need anyone to know. Like, I just don't. And I really don't care for it. But there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that check. And I don't follow the rules. So, therefore, it gets taken away. Like, every, like, for 30 days. And I I have it for, like, two days. It gets taken back away. (laughs) Um, I'm just like, so, this is dumb. Like, been like this for years. But... So people make those the, those fake ones because, especially whenever you don't have the blue check, they don't. And, it, and my name's a Google trend, and a lot of people they 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 roll with that. Okay. They go with it, and I've had to even fight um, blog articles with people using my name because it brings them up higher SEO wise. So if they have a profile with my name and I'm like promoting them or doing whatever with it, then people aren't going to know the difference. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes a lot of sense. So it brings them that. I mean, no one's really like bashing with those fake accounts. They just use them for their own personal gain. Now, that's why people do it with me. Now, okay. with other people, they would do it just to be able to harass that person. Okay. Um, Twitter, I never... Which f- works after a while. Twitter, I never felt was... I mean, it's... it's. Um, I don't know what I'm the character count... Twitter. I'm just not... The character count. And I've been on Twitter since its inception because a media influencer... <laughs> came with me and and came to me and said you need to be on this because it's so cool and i said fine i'll do it and everything else and i used it for a brief period of time and then it went dormant and then i started using it again and it's really interesting how it went from just basic communication back and forth to what it has turned into today because it's all political. Right. And that and that's exactly what it's turned into, which is kind of kind of sad in a lot of ways. And if you look at all social media, it's turning into a political platform. Well, you have to look at also what we're going through, what okay. the world's going through. And like if I hear one more thing, like if oh, according to the election it'll change everything. Okay, that might be true, and it might not be true, but how about nobody bank on that? Like, I oh, I, 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 like, I agree with you on that, honestly, because I don't think that we are so far going in one direction, it's going to take a long time to come back oh, we're again. we're so far gone. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I love the definitions of comebacks, but <laughs> it's going to take, I mean, I do. I mean, think about Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. Right. He's the definition of a comeback. Oh yes, he like is. Like that whole, that whole era that actually made it through that yeah, that actually right. came back. You're, you're, the setbacks are always better than the comebacks. Yeah, but you're right. Or the comebacks are better than the setbacks, I should say. But it's going to take us a long time. But with Twitter, yes, it didn't just become more political. It became more. I was like with my clients, I'm like only on Twitter with these nuts be trending like no one posts anything and i don't care how much is getting hit like no like no one do that 
like, no. It just became, like, retarded. Sorry, that's a bad word. Uh, edit, edit that out. Um, I, I, no, I understand it, what you mean. It, it's become... It became pointless. Right. Because, seriously, only on Twitter would that be trending. And it trended for 48 hours. Yeah. Now, for no reason. Now, the other thing is, and I've had this conversation with... Um, with other uh, media influencers, other people that consult businesses and journalists. Do you see where we have actually started to go downhill with social media actually started with the advent, the invention of the cell phone, especially the smartphone? Rephrase. Okay. Do you feel that the smartphone is causing all our problems? No. Okay. No. I would have to say, I mean, it doesn't like, help, but it definitely isn't the root of it. Because at all. years ago, you would have never seen what we see on social media because there was no way of doing that. But now everybody has a video camera in their hands. They have a typewriter in their hands. They have this and they can respond immediately. Or they have iPads, or they right, have right. It's, tablets. It's they the whole. Ha- you can't really do it with just smartphones, right? But my my thing is, I guess maybe the better way is the the advancement of technology that we're using today. Because when you were mad at somebody or something else, you didn't have that ability to do that. Usually, you were able to calm down, or there was a cooling off period. But now, you take it out, you start moaning and groaning on whatever social platform you are, and that's where the problems start. But that also goes back to who you are as a, like, that that reflects who you are as a, as a person, as a character. Like, if you have, like, if you feel like you need to have need to bash someone okay. online, then that means that you're, you're too scared to say it to their face. Oh, yeah. That means you've, you've already got bigger problems. Yeah, it's passive-aggressive communication is what it is. Yeah, and it's, and again, cyberbullying or cyberstalking isn't new. It isn't new. It just became bigger, especially since the pandemic. So... No, I'm not going to agree with that because it was it was it, it was happening in 2011. Right, it's happening. It's just bigger than right right now, and I don't think that technology has anything to do with it because it's not changing anything. It's not changing. It's not helping. It's not really anything anymore. Like it's just if people are going to do it, they're going to do it. Well, I'm going to take you back to 1984 when I was graduating high school. And it wasn't there then. But there was other things we were dealing I, I, with that I time. I was just being born, so yeah. <laughs> because we didn't have that. We were more worried about what our friends were doing and if we were able to get a telephone in our in our bedroom because we didn't have the cell phone. We weren't able to text message. We weren't able to do that. But again, the generation, the generation. Okay, so yeah, if we're going to go that route, then yeah. If we're going back that if, far. If we're going that route, yeah, then if, 100%, 1,000, <laughs> yes. Well. Because I could not imagine even in high school, like my life being all over the internet. Like, right, well, that, like it is, you know what I mean? Okay, and that, and no. I think that's where I was going because when you were in high school, which would have been in the, well, still would have been in what, late 90s? Not, uh, 1999 is when I started. Okay. Yeah. So, when you, I mean, the technology was new then. And yeah, it, I remember using like the dial up AOL. Yes, that. yes. And you had a flip phone and all that other stuff. So you weren't able to do it. But now, just in a short 20 years, you said you had two kids one is nine and one is two, right? Yes. They've grown up with this technology. And how do we make them responsible citizens? using that technology well with mine i mean my especially my oldest he he his memory i'm like can i please have your memory like he he knows what mommy went through because he went through it also does that make sense yes so he knows even like even on xbox live do not be telling nobody your real name. Right. Do not tell anyone if ever, anyone ever asks where you live, which has happened. You come and tell mommy right away. Right. You tell mommy. Like, he. so he knows. It's more, as, if you're asking from a parent standpoint, that falls back on us. 
and if people don't know to give their children that awareness and hey this is this is what really can happen and you got to think about all the pedophiles and sex oh, yeah. that are out there like that's and that's not me reaching and that's just that's, the way the world is yes unfortunately it is and so if you're not warning your kids or showing them like horror stories kind of like mine like yeah then like it's real like then they're not going to get it so i'm wouldn't say i'm lucky that mine had to suffer through my oldest had to suffer through with me i would just say he's he's smarter than your average nine and he's well actually he'll be nine next month so i don't want to say nine yet do you think that if because you know there's a lot of parents that don't really parent and those are uh-huh. usually the kids that are getting in trouble. Do you think it's the school's responsibility to at least give them some type of awareness on how yes, to deal I with sure these do. things? I sure do. What What would you recommend a school to do, especially now since well, a lot of at many schools for about it, but I can't speak to all of them right. across the world. But they would call in someone like me and go around and inform the kids especially with so in the in the especially this day and age like it's not like unless if you take a picture of me yes it doesn't matter what type of picture it is unless you own the rights to that picture and i've signed over that rights and you can prove it yes and if you post that anywhere guess what falls under invasion of privacy act okay you will go to jail you will do that. That's if that person decides to press charges. Is that it's it's actually really easy to do. A lot of people don't know that, but they don't normally do that if it's just a, a regular picture of themselves. You know what I mean? Yes, I understand. <clears throat> so it falls back on that too with all these teeny boppers, also, or people in general that want to get up on a sink naked, like and send pictures to other people. Hey, guess what? You piss that person off, you're going to go viral. Right. For the wrong reasons. And if they don't know that, then it's because they were never told. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, Now, we have, like I said, with the schools going into a uh, remote learning situation, and I know a lot of schools are using devices that they believe are secure, but nothing's 100% secure, at least in this day and age. What would you recommend to the parents about these kids using these devices and how they can protect themselves? To the parents? Yeah. I would tell them to educate them as much as they can in every aspect of the Internet. Not just using it for school. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I, I would get ahead of the game by telling them every single thing that they need to know. Not just with the platforms that they're learning from school. Now, do you feel the schools um, should have the kids? Because I know a lot of them are doing the Zoom, which we talked about earlier about how it it crashed and how they were having difficulties. Do you think it would be better for the schools to say, okay, kids, you're there. You can see your teacher, but not have their mics and their cameras turned on? No, because... so my that's not what's happening with my child. Okay, um, I just know I in like, some areas they're like, looking I like, at that. No, I like that. If you do private school, that they're not doing it that way. Okay. But I do know, like in this county where I live in, they are doing it that way. Okay. And um, but no, I don't. I think it gives them more of a experience to be in the classroom, okay. especially whenever they got everyone on the screen. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. It gives them more of feeling like they're getting back to whatever the new normal is. Okay. Or to their normal, whatever. At least their normal some is. type of normal, correct. Yeah, but there is ways to, I mean, just to make sure that your the device that they're using isn't a smartphone, isn't this, isn't that. It is actually a computer, a laptop, desktop with the, the, all the security up to date, okay. all of that. Now, if someone feels they're being cyber-stalked, who do they need to notify? Huh. Uh, 
That's a million dollar question. Um, depends on where you live. Okay. New York, if you're in New York, they're my favorite state. They have their own set of laws. Okay. Own set of cyber laws. Um, if you if you mess up in New York, it doesn't matter where you live in New York. They're they're gonna get you. You like you're you're. There's no question about it. It doesn't matter if it's local PD, whatever. They know the laws. Um. Otherwise, you have to jump through hoops, and because local PD it doesn't matter how much I would go around and educate them on, um, just on the cyber part for sex trafficking. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, which I'm actually doing right now with um, the local PD here, like, and most usually that would be, um, TBI, GBI, or FBI, but. If it's a cyber crime and they're not available, the P- local PD actually wants it, then I get sent in. So um, then it's basically, it, it really depends on where you live. And that's where my nonprofit comes in because if you can't get help from the local PD, then not everyone's going to be as lucky as what I was. And I'm, I'm not saying I was lucky at all, but just reaching out to whoever you want to. That was called thinking out of the box. Right. So if you're being, you just reach out. If you can't get anything accomplished with the local police department, you seriously just have to be adamant and just keep finding, because I'm not the only nonprofit. Okay. I'm like, you just have to keep finding people and people out there willing to help you. Now, like that will like, Go to the extremes to help you. Now, if if you're in a state, say that the that the cyber stalker is actually overseas, and you're in Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, wherever it is, do you contact your local authorities and then they'll deal with it from there, or or how's it happen when it's happening mm-hmm. outside? That's of your... where politics play. Okay. That's where they come into play. I had one case um, with it was happening here in the United States, but it, the person was actually over in Russia. And actually, I worked a lot of sex sex trafficking cases that's happened over in Russia. People, okay. especially Georgia, Tennessee, the Carolinas, and Alabama, are the top states for. I'm sorry, people that do math. Or drugs that are selling their babies fresh out of the womb for like a thousand dollars. Wow! And actually seeing the government watch them take these children over, but we're not friends with Russia. Yeah, well, because of a loophole. Yeah, a loophole. Why about why? Why not go in with tro- trolling? Because they're trolling. Okay. Is that is that a, is that is that a loophole? And everybody was looking at me like. We've been doing this for six years, and she just came out. Like, yeah, if we can go. I was like, go get those kids. I don't ever want to be called in police again. It was one of those things like, yes, a lot of kids got brought home, but seriously to know that they were sitting there watching it happen. And did see, and it took someone like me that knew very little at the time, like just like, no, it's, it's heartbreaking. But does that mean I don't still get called in? Yeah, I still get called okay. in. <laughs> And that's not a case cases that you ever want to be called in, especially as a parent. I'll tell you that one. Especially whenever you cannot do anything about it because we're not friends with that country. And that's and that's a shame. That really is. Um, So, Chris, from talking to you for this hard to believe it's almost an hour now that you are a true advocate for anybody that's going through that. And how can they reach you? I mean, just to get advice or anything else, um, your nonprofit or your uh, charity organization that you uh, that you have and everything. How do they get a hold of you? Um, it is called uh, WeAreCryptic.net. Okay. It coincides with um, Thorns, um, which Thorn is uh, Ashton Kutcher's. If that most people don't know, unless it rings a bell with them with that, because okay. um, we went to in front of um, Senate together for ours for our programs. Oh, but, okay. um, so that's why I get called in for those cases. But so it kind of coincides and my name is on theirs and vice versa. Gotcha. So if they can't remember, we are thorn, 
they can remember or we are cryptic they can remember we are thorn just thorn.org or cryptic.org so okay. or they can just let me up on social media that's what a lot of people do <laughs> how can how can they make sure that it's actually you and not someone else well it would depend on the response that they got okay. i've never heard of the people that i've never heard of them sending messages to people underneath those fake accounts gotcha i just heard them of using my name to post like products and stuff okay which is so but i've never heard of them dming but now after we after i say that's probably gonna happen knock on wood so well chris i really appreciate you taking time and talking to, to me this evening because i've learned a lot um i never realized how something like this could happen and how it could affect someone's life that it did yours. I mean, I've seen things about cyber cyber crimes and everything else and cyber stalking, but I don't think I ever was able to put a face to that situation. And now knowing you and realizing what they did and how it got so personal, it, I can it see affects, it affects an entire family. Yeah. And an I, entire family down to your grandparents, to your parents. To, I mean, your answer and it affects everyone and it's and it's just a shame but i appreciate you joining me and uh if there's any time you, you want to come anytime you want to talk about uh, your organizations or anything that you're going to be doing new uh please feel free to reach out to me and i'll be more than happy to bring you back again same to you chris thank you very much and you have a great night thank you you too okay Chris DeJoya online with Bill Alexander here on a uh, Monday night. And hopefully you enjoyed that. Give you some insight of what's going on with cyber stalking and cyber crimes and cyber bullying and all that that's happening because it could happen to you, unfortunately, in this day and age. Hey, next week we have a uh, guest coming in. It's a singer from the 1960s. Looking forward to this. If you've ever watched the movie Beach Blanket Bingo, which I'm sure most of you have, the young lady that sings It Only Hurts When I Cry near the near the uh, fireplace that is going to be my guest next week donna lauren she was also on the tv program shindig is one of the regulars she will be here next week we're going to talk to her we've also rearranged the uh, interview with melanie unfortunately there was a miscommunication last week and uh, we are going to reschedule that she's agreed to come back on the show we're just uh, nailing down the date i'm hoping for the week after next but we will see what happens and then uh we are going to uh line up more guests in october which is hard to believe we're in october already time flies when you're having fun and um, i'm glad you're able to join us tonight because you're online with bill alexander a big shout out to all my stations um, at wmck.fm our flagship also mixtape radio international HOFM Radio, Hall of Fame Music Radio at WLDJ 107.5 FM. We have a new AM coming on this week, and we'll share that with you once we get the call letters. Awakens.eu, Steel FM at steelfm.org. 99.1 Radio Rehoboth at radiorehoboth.com. Orca Radio, Owensburg, Kentucky, Parkway 106 at parkway106.com in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And, of course, we're streaming online at italknet.com. Guys, again, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much again for Chris DeJoya for uh, also talking with us this evening. If you're looking to find her, you can find her on Facebook, uh, Chris DeJoya. And let me make sure I got that right. Oh, no, it's K DeJoya, which is D-E-G-I-O. IA on Facebook and you can also find her website which is christdejoya.com which is k r i s d e d e g i o i a everybody you have a great night i am out of here we'll talk to you next time here online with yours truly bill alexander this has been a million dollar baby production for more information, go to italknet.com. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. 
and every day your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. United Healthcare has rejected every solution to restore your in-network access to your Montefiore doctors and hospital. Sadly, it seems United's decision is permanent. Keeping the doctors you know, who know you, is one of the most important things you can do for your health. And all other national insurers have your doctor in network. Your Montefiore doctors can't make United fix this, but they are still here for you. Visit keepmontefiore.org or call us at 855-226-3071 and let us help. Have you guys noticed that you can't go anywhere without seeing designer this or designer that, even designer furniture? On my social feeds and celebrity homes, it's everywhere. Have you seen how expensive these are? Well, if you want the sofa or recliner or bed that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends, but without the designer prices. Oh, and they're well-made, too. It's the whole package. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com.